Ladies and sausage owners, Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet and guy who likes to record podcasts in his underwear. This is the Kill You're in a Loser podcast. Let's fucking go. So the title of this podcast, we're going to talk about the phrase I can't. And when people say I can't, as in I can't do that or it's not possible or that's not something I can do, what they really mean is I won't. It's a choice. So this concept comes from a book that I've been recommending lately that I've, I'm on my second read through of this book. Absolutely love this book. All of my coaching clients have been reading this book because I won't shut up about it. It's a book called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. It's by a guy called David Hawkins. And it is an absolutely brilliant book on a multitude of levels. But one of the concepts that he has is you want to make sure that you are not being a victim, that you're not just being a slave to your emotions and making excuses and saying, you know, I can't do that. No, it's impossible. No, it's too late for me. No, I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm Asian. I'm too short. I'm this. I'm that. Whatever weird excuse you're using for why you can't achieve something or why you can't face a fear of yours. You know, anytime you say those I can't statements, there is always a choice that you have made or that you are making, whether that's subconscious or or conscious, it doesn't really matter. But what you need to do is dive deep and figure out why can't I do that? A lot of the time it's because there's a fear there. So if you, you know, actually have a look and examine that fear or that feeling, what you'll find a lot of the time is you're choosing not to do that thing. So I'll give you an example here. We'll stop talking, you know, in vague, (laughs) in vague sense, and and we'll dump into an actual fucking example. So if you say, I can't get laid because I'm fat. If you examine that, certain fears and insecurities that you have will come out. So if instead of just saying, I can't do that, you say, okay, why do I think I can't get laid just because I'm fat? What will come up is, well, I feel fat and disgusting and I have a fear that girls are going to tell me that I'm disgusting and that's going to hurt my self-esteem and it's going to feel awful. Or I have a fear of rejection, of going out there and talking to 50 women and all of them say no because I'm fat. Or I have a fear of the hard work that I know I will need to put in in order to lose weight. And losing weight isn't hard work. It's really just consistently, but consistency. But in your mind, you're thinking that it's going to be hard work. So when you examine these I can't statements, your fears come out. Like the underlying fears and insecurities come out. And then that is fucking brilliant because we can actually work with those fears. We can actually solve those problems. Those are now problems that can be solved or we can start looking for solutions instead of you just sitting there and saying, nope. I can't do this because when you say I can't do something or it's impossible for me or it's too late or I'm too old or that won't work for me or I'm not good enough. When you say that, you're closing the door. You are literally saying it is impossible for me to even try. Like it's case closed. Don't even try and argue with me. Don't even try and convince me. I already know it's not possible. You're literally saying it's not possible. But if you dive in there and actually examine that feeling of I can't and look behind the curtain and you see these fears that are, you know, I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. You can work with those. You can overcome those fears. So how would you overcome the fear of rejection? By analyzing it and saying, is it the worst thing in the world if I get rejected? What's the worst that can happen? I'd feel bad for a little bit. And then I'd talk to my friends and they'd make me feel better. Or 
I will just get rejected enough that I no longer even care about it. You can look at other people and say, whoa, did other people have a fear of rejection? If so, how did they move past that? Andy had a terrifying fear of rejection. Of course I fucking did. Everyone does. How did he move past it? Well, he just let himself get rejected a lot. It felt fucking awful the first 50 times. And then he kind of just stopped caring. He had to go through this whole process of just, you know, pushing himself, getting rejected, being okay with that, talking to his friends so that they could make him feel better. And then he got it done. So if he did it, maybe I can do it. And if all of his fucking coaching clients or the vast majority of coaching clients can get through that, maybe I can too. If his, you know, a bunch of his audience can do it, maybe I can too. If his friends can do it, maybe I can too. Maybe maybe this fear doesn't have to be a complete barrier to entry. Maybe it's just a hurdle that I jump over. So I'm going to read out some of the, I'm going to read out some paragraphs from the book. So again, the book is called Letting Go by David Hawkins. And he's got some really good paragraphs here that I'm going to read them out to you and then we're kind of going to riff on them. So I'll start by this one. Behind all of the I can'ts are merely I won'ts. And the I won'ts mean I am afraid to, or I am ashamed to, or I have too much pride to try for fear that I might fail. And behind that is anger at ourselves and circumstances engendered by pride. So acknowledging and letting go of these feelings brings us up to courage. And with that, finally, we get to acceptance and an inner peacefulness, at least in regards to the area which has been surmounted. So what he means by that is if you're sitting there going, I can't, if you can at least acknowledge that, no, 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 I I could do it, but I'm just saying I won't for whatever reason, that may bring up some anger, some frustration, you know, why the fuck didn't I try earlier? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Why is life so hard? Why do I have to be born short? Why did I have to be born with this? From anger, you can then go, okay, like, fuck this. I'm so angry. I want to fucking fix this. Can I do something about this? And then from that, yeah, now you can actually start solving that problem. I'm going to read out another paragraph that he says, apathy and depression are the prices we pay for having settled for and bought into our smallness. And so when he says smallness, he means giving into those feelings of I can't, like giving into that weak part of you. And I'll try not to be too judgmental here, but it is a very weak part of you when you say, I can't get laid or I can't do what Andy's done because of X, Y, Z reason. It, it, it's a very cowardly, weak, small part of you that you're allowing to be your identity. You are literally choosing to be a coward. You're choosing to be a small, sad, pathetic person. Pathetic is probably the best word. And again, I'm trying not to be too judgmental when I say that, but you are choosing to be pathetic instead of, and it is very difficult, facing that fear, moving up into the state of courage and saying, okay, maybe I can at least start thinking about why I can't get laid and unraveling whether or not that is true or not. Like, could I get laid? Yeah, I'm short, but like, can short guys get laid? Maybe I can start looking for evidence to say, you know, why I'm wrong when I think that short guys can't get laid. And there's plenty of fucking evidence on my website. God knows I've interviewed enough people who are brave enough to show their fucking face on camera and show you how they get laid when they're five foot six, five foot four, five foot this, five foot that. So, you know, if you move up into that courage, if you start facing your fears, you can start working on this. I'll keep reading what he says. So he says... Apathy and depression are the prices we pay for having settled for and bought into our smallness. It's what we get for having played the victim and allowed ourselves to be programmed. 
It's the price we pay for having brought into negativity. It's what results from resisting the part of ourselves that is loving, courageous, and great. It results from allowing ourselves to be invalidated by ourselves or others. It is the consequence of holding ourselves in a negative context. In reality, it is only a definition of ourselves that we have unwittingly allowed to happen. So what he's saying there is this this idea of yourself is unable to do something. If you say, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, I am a loser, I can't fix it. That's one way of looking at at yourself. That's one definition. And you've just decided to buy into that wholeheartedly and say, I can't get laid because of X, Y, Z. I can't reach my goals because of X, Y, Z. I can't make money because I live in a shitty country. I can't leave that shitty country because I'm poor and it's not my fault and my family sucks and my parents divorced. You're buying into one definition, one possible way of looking at yourself or looking at your life. There are multitudes of ways you can look at things. You can look at it like it's a fucking opportunity. You can say, I'm short. Therefore, goddamn, I'm going to work my fucking ass off and get laid. And prove that short guys can get laid. And then what an inspiration I will be to other guys. <laughs> I am, um, I don't know. I was born with a fucking disability. I'm going to work five times harder, make a bunch of money, and I'm going to be an inspiration to other people. What a fucking story that would be. So instead of looking at it like it's a, you know, it's a done deal. Oh my God, I have this, you know, flaw or this thing that makes it harder for me, instead of looking at it like that, you can start looking at it like it's a fucking opportunity to do something amazing and have an awesome story for it. I'll keep reading. He says, the way out is to become more conscious. What do I mean by to become more conscious? To begin with, becoming more conscious means to start looking for the truth for ourselves instead of blindly allowing ourselves to be programmed, whether from you know, without or by an inner voice within the mind, which seeks to diminish and invalidate, focusing on all that is weak and helpless. So what he's saying there when he talks about programming is, you know, societal programming, like voices, negative things that people say to you, expectations that people put on you, all of that kind of like bullshit, the stuff the media says, stuff Hollywood says, stuff people say about short guys can't get laid, you know, this type of person can't make money, this type of person can't have any sort of fucking, you know what I'm talking about here. I'll keep reading. To get out of it, we have to accept the responsibility that we have bought into the negativity and have been willing to believe it. The way out of this then is to start questioning everything. Yeah, I did a podcast a while ago called Society is Lying or Why Society is Lying to You About Everything. And I basically said, look, you got to at some point accept that there are a lot of lies in the world. There's a lot of bullshit in the world. And whether willingly or not, you have bought into it, especially if we're talking about like the concepts that we're talking about here with negative self-talk and believing that you can't do something because you're short. What an insane idea to have bought into. I can't get laid because I'm short, or I can't make a lot of money because my parents are divorced, or I can't have fulfilling relationships with women because, you know, my parents were, were divorced and yelled at each other and didn't love each other. Or I can't be a masculine man because my dad didn't love me and he left early on and I never had a father. Like, what an insane concept to say that that therefore invalidates you from future happiness. You have just bought into that lie. You've probably told yourself that fucking lie. And that's why you need to sit there and go like, wait, is this even true? Like, 
if my dad didn't love me, can't I just figure out how to be masculine from elsewhere? Can't I just read a bunch of books on masculinity and figure it out myself? Can't I go and have a, a mentor or find an older guy or, or a group of guys? Can't I go and make a bunch of, you know, like-minded men and form a tribe and they can teach me how to be a man? Or if we're talking about being short and, you know, thinking you can't get laid, can't I just wear shoes that make me a little taller and can't I just add muscle and, and dress better and lose a bit of weight so I look better and then just hit on girls that are shorter than me? Or can't I just get over my fucking ego and get over myself and talk to girls who are a little taller than me? Because by the way, there are plenty of girls taller than you that will fuck you. You're the one that's insecure and won't even try with them. I, I hear this time and time again with girls. I say, would you ever date a, a guy that's shorter than you? 30% of the women say, no, nah, I'd probably want a guy that's taller. And then the other 70 say, yeah, but those, but short guys never hit on me or short guys always feel insecure. Or I'll go on a date with a short guy and he will spend the entire time almost fucking trying to overplay the, the, like trying to make himself feel taller, like just bringing up the height and saying, you know, you know, I don't even care that I'm, you know, you're not that actually that much taller than me, like just pointing out the fucking height because he's clearly insecure about it. There are plenty of women that are taller than you that will fuck you if you're not an insecure mess about it. If you can just learn to accept that this is your fucking height, this is the card you've been dealt, but you have to fucking get in there and actually do it instead of sitting there and saying, I can't do this. I'm a victim. This isn't fair. I've been given like a poor hand at life. Therefore, I can never win. And this shit isn't binary. Remember, if your dad didn't fucking love you or your parents divorced or you got abused as a fucking child or you're short or you come from a poor background and you don't know how to make money or whatever other flaw that you think you have, that doesn't completely invalidate you from success. It will make it harder. Sure, of course. I say that all the time. If you're short, you got to hit on more chicks than a tall guy. If you don't have a lot of muscle, like I don't have a lot of muscle, you have to hit on way more girls than if you're a muscle fucking hunk jock, right? Like, I think we all know that, but that doesn't mean you, you won't get any results. It's not binary. It's not yes or no. It's just a fucking spectrum. You might have to work a little harder than the guy next to you. So congratulations, work a little harder than the guy next to you. Brilliant. And don't forget, he's got his own flaws too, which you're too oblivious to because you're so egotistical and self-obsessed with your own flaws. And fine, fair enough, we're all like that. You live as yourself every single day. All you can see is your own flaws. I'm the same, but you do need to take a step back, breathe a little, drop your ego just a little bit, just for a second to see that other people have flaws too and that you have a lot of successes. Sorry, a lot of... Uh, my brain is not working today in case you can't fucking tell. <laughs> a lot of good character traits. There you go. So I will keep reading. He says, as an example, let's say we have a belief system that says we can't dance. So we say to ourselves, perhaps that's a cover up. Maybe the truth is that I don't want to dance and that I'm choosing not to dance rather than just I can't dance. The way we can then find out what those feelings are is to envision ourselves as going through the process of learning to dance. So like literally sitting there and imagine the, imagining that you're going to dance. So he says, as we do that, all of the associated feelings now start to come up. So embarrassment, pride, awkwardness, ego, the sheer effort it would take to learn how to dance, the reluctance about the time and energy it would take to learn to dance. And then as we replace I can't dance with I'm choosing not to dance, we uncover all of these feelings and then we can kind of let go of the feelings. We can start working through them. We see that learning to dance means we have to be willing to let go of our ego and our pride. We look at the cost of doing that and ask ourselves, am I willing to continue to pay this price? 
Would I be willing to let go of the fear of not succeeding? Would I be willing to let go of resisting the effort that it will take? Will I be willing to let go of the vanity so that I could allow myself to be a little awkward as a learner? Can I let go of my stinginess, my smallness, and be willing to pay for the lessons? And can I give the time that it will take for these lessons? And then as you let go of these feelings, you know, these feelings of embarrassment, of pride, of, of worrying about looking like an idiot, of worrying about being bad, as you start to let go of these, it becomes very clear that the real reason that you're not dancing is unwillingness, not incapacity. And I say this all the fucking time. If you're going to sit there and say, I can't get laid because I'm short. I can't get laid because I'm Indian. I can't make a lot of money because, you know, my, no one in my family's been rich and I don't know how to do it. That doesn't make you incapable of doing that thing. You are unwilling to do that thing. You are making a conscious choice to not do that thing. What I want you to do is start digging through some of these feelings. Anytime you have a a limiting belief in your head, because we're talking about limiting beliefs here, a limiting belief that says you can't do this or I can't do that. It's not possible. Dive deep and say, why am I saying that? What feelings are associated? What fears do I have? What am I insecure about? Why why don't I want to do this? Because you are making a conscious choice to not do it. It's not that you're a helpless victim who can't do it, right? You can do anything that you fucking decide to, given you're willing to put in the effort, the time, maybe you have to pay some money to do it, whatever it is. If you pay the price, you can do pretty much fucking anything. So don't sit there and say, I can't do that. Be honest with yourself and say, I'm choosing not to do that. And a lot of the time when you say, I'm choosing not to, you can then work with that and go, maybe, maybe I should choose, maybe I want to choose to do it instead of choosing not to do it. Okay, what would it take to choose to do it? Okay, I'd have to get over my ego. I'd have to be okay with looking like an idiot. I'd have to give myself permission to suck as Andy is always talking about. I would have to be okay with it taking a while. Like, fuck, that'd be hard on my ego having to pay the price of like, you know, two years in the gym before I have a good body. Like, fuck, can I do that? Yeah, I guess I could. My God, like I'd have to be really patient. I'd probably have to fucking change a lot of my life. I'd have to prioritize this goal. And then you can, you're you're now actually starting to give yourself the hope or permission to even just start working on this goal. But when you sit there and say, I can't do something, well, you can't fix that. You're never going to fix that. You're never even going to try. But if you say, I'm choosing not to do it, we can work with that. I'll start wrapping up there, guys. But basically, stop saying I can't and be more honest and just say I'm choosing not to or I won't. You know, it's not I can't, it's I won't. I'll wrap up. As always, guys, go out there, crush your goals. Stop saying I can't.